Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited about my guest today. Tracy Brinkman has gone from hitting the rock bottom of drugs, divorce, bankruptcy, and even the death of an 18-month-old daughter to running and planning marketing departments of some of corporate America's finest companies to his own company, helping driven dark horse entrepreneurs scale their business by crystallizing and monetizing their passions. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, I do want to start off by saying I'm so sorry for your loss of your daughter. Um, I have also experienced loss and I know how hard that can be in life. And I really want to thank you for jumping in and talking all things goals, because I think many times when people see people accomplishing things, they don't realize all the things in life that that person has gone through to get to where they are and how that's made them who they are. So I'd love to jump in and just have you tell me a little more about your story. How did you get to where you are today? Sure. It's always that story of that overnight success, right? Mm -hmm. And when you, when you turn the page, you find out that overnight success took 10 years to get there in, in one night. And uh, my story is a little longer. So I'll, I'll give you the, the reader's digest condensed version and we, you, you, pause me and we can dig in wherever you want to. Um, I, I say in my roller coaster of life, I've had three major dips. We all have those little bitty dips where you're like, you lose a job or something, you you break up with your significant other. But mine were, as, as you alluded to, um, about with drugs. And that bout got so bad to the point where uh, 5-0 kicked open the door to my condo. I'm, th that's how bad and how deep into the scene I was. And it was one of those, you know, those make or break moments, you know, luckily I was not there when they kicked in the door. My, my, uh, my partner in life was at the time, um, you know, and I showed up there the following morning. I was out on like a three-day binge, a party a party binge, and I showed up like it was it was Sunday morning. I remember it's pretty specifically. And you know, you 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 walk up to your door and you're like, wait, my door's ajar. <laughs> and you you walk in and it's just like you see in the movies. You know, furniture's tossed over, but, you know, mashed potato, instant potatoes, and cereals poured out all over the the cabinets as they were searching for stuff. Your know, clothes thrown everywhere. I was like, what is going on? Here? Year. Uh, so that was really a uh, major roller coaster dip number one. And uh, a couple of police showed up at the door while I was trying starting to clean up and um, yeah, ended up taking me in for questioning. And here's the thing that scared me the most. It, they knew a lot of good information, right? Mm -hmm. They were asking all the right questions and you're going, holy caca. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I am this close. And uh, when they released me and I was walking back home, um, I heard my dad in my head 
my dad was always this family first guy, family yeah. first. It's, it's all family first, I man. I don't care what uh, anything else. And uh, um, I had a three month old daughter at that point. Mm-hmm. Luckily, because I was out, she was being babysat somewhere else. So she was not exposed to this event. Um, and so I, when I finally arrived back home, I called my mom and dad. I said, mom, dad, I need some help. Mm-hmm. And thank the Lord above for my wonderful parents and my brother from another mother, Robbie. Um, I pulled out of this without, I didn't go to a facility. I just cold turkeyed it. Um, my, my then daughter took on my old room in mom and dad's house. And I set up shop in the uh, garage, you know, pulled my old mm-hmm. twin bed in there and pretty much slept for about, for about a week, you know, got up long enough to do the bio stuff. And mom would make me a sandwich, but you know, that was major dip number one. And mm-hmm. here's the thing about something like that. You, if you're going through something tough like that, whether it's alcohol mm-hmm. or drugs or any kind of abuse, uh, I would highly encourage you find someone you fully trust Mm -hmm. to, to break away. And then when you break away, break the heck away. I cut myself off from everybody Mm -hmm. and that's how I was able to rebuild. And I, as a result of that, I took this, I'll call it a kick to the self-confidence head, right? Because prior to getting hooked on the drugs, I had come out of the military. I had started my own business. I was doing computer programming. I was making good coin. Um, I, I, I went out and celebrated this uh, this landing of this big contract. Mm-hmm. That's what started me on my downward spiral. Um, Have you seen that movie Blow with Johnny Depp? Yeah, actually. This is, <laughs> this is all happening in that same time frame. And okay. in that same area. I was in Southern California where, where everything was blowing up. So anyway, literally, um, <laughs> literally. Right. And so that 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 kick to the self-confidence head uh, led me to like, OK, I sure I could have easily just gone right back out and started computer programming or gotten a job doing the same thing. But I felt weird going out to do that. You're like, didn't I just see you down the road a couple of months back, you know, snorting stuff off the, the yeah. bar stool there. And, and so I started doing odd jobs, you know, doing those temp, those Kelly temp jobs, yeah. um, you know, working in accounting. I even, I even, I even worked on the dock in Southgate, California uh, for a few months that, that swing shift at 11 to 6am mm-hmm. period, just to build my confidence back up. Right. Yeah. And as we all know, if you've ever had that, you know, oh, I just, I, I can't do that, that, that kick in the head, you've got to do something. And it was those little steps, layer by layer, I was piling back on my armor until I got to the point where it's like, okay, I can, I can step back out. And I applied for a job. I still wasn't comfortable going back into the entrepreneurial realm. Uh, and I landed a role at Coca-Cola, uh, which started my uh, my career, my corporate career path. And I, I just, it was like a this meteoric rise. I was like, okay, I got here a, a couple of years later that moved me to Atlanta, their corporate headquarters, you know, on and on and on. Now I get to Atlanta and this is where my second daughter comes into the picture, the one who passed away. And for anybody who's lost anyone, let alone a child, hmm. you know, my heart goes out to you. Cause that's, that is a, a pain I wouldn't wish on anybody. It's just yeah. not even my worst enemy. Right. Yeah. Um, and she died at 18 months young, hmm. you know, and she was awaiting a, a liver and uh, small bowel transplant. Hmm. 
And uh, I, won't, I won't elongate that story because I know we're mm-hmm. I'm already mindful of time, but yeah. I'm happy to if you want to. But it boiled down to it got to the point where uh, she could no longer sustain life. She was on the mm-hmm. machine. She had gotten really, really sick. And we had to make that tough decision, right? Do you yeah. leave her on the machine? And I thought about it for a moment and I remembered my drug days. And I thought, you know what? My drug days were as a result of me being selfish. It was all about me, 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 me. Yeah. And when I finally said, no, I can't keep doing this is because of my first daughter. Right. So that's what I called mom. I can't do that again to this daughter. And if she's not going to get any better, then it would be selfish of me to keep her on the machines for me. Yeah. So we made that tough choice. And, you know, I literally held her in the rocking chair in her room there in the ER and rocked her to sleep one last time. Mm. Now, I could have easily started wallowing my my sorrows in anything liquid or powder uh, mm-hmm. clearly i've i had the ability to do it right um and i decided not to i threw myself into my work and i threw myself into personal development and hence is my uh, my beginning of my path on the, the tony robbins the zig ziglers the jim you know all the icons yeah uh, the les browns right and uh, uh jerry dorino the, the whole the whole gamut i I was seeing every single one of them I could live and sucking up all their content and their information uh, and just to keep myself going the right way. And one of those things was goals, right? Which oh, is why which yeah. is why you and I are talking here yeah. is goals. And it's one thing to go to the amazing events that they have and still or they had back then, they still kind of have now. Yeah. You know, the, you go there, you get pumped up for three days, you know, Tony Robbins is like just just getting you <laughs> right. And then you go home and you're like, okay, well, that was fun. Now what? Yeah. But if if you don't take that action. There's, I think that's where a lot of people falter. They're like, oh, that was awesome. That was great. And maybe they take that first step, maybe yeah. even that second. And as they get further away from the event, they get further away from the action. Um, yeah. But I kept pushing it. And as a result of keep, you know, keep on keeping on, uh, I saw five promotions in three years shortly after oh, wow. I lost my daughter. It was, it was this meteoric rise. And as I was doing that, people are going, how are you doing that? And I'm like, dude, you know, these guys, Jim, Zig, Tony, your buddies, they're, 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 what they're teaching you is it, man. It, that, that's all I'm doing. I'm just, I keep doing it. I just don't do it at the, the three day event. You know, I, I write out the plan. I mean, I was a mad journaler and I was like, ah, I was writing everything down and then taking the action and, and just going uh, forward with a gusto. And they started at, well, can you, can you teach me? Yeah. I, it was funny as I felt weird. I was taking content. I was learning from these icons and just really you know, adding a little bit, uh, I like the, uh, the, there's a quote from Bruce Lee uh, from the first book that really impacted me from a psychology standpoint. In the quote, it says, absorb what is useful and discard the rest. Oh, I love and that. Mo- and most people know that part, but the next part is the real secret, right? So you want to absorb what is useful and discard the rest and then add what is uniquely you. Mm. So I was absorbing all the stuff I found useful and I was discarding the part I didn't need that, you know, that just, it wasn't for me at that point. And then I was putting my own spin on it. 
Yeah. And then that's what I started teaching the folks that were coming to me and saying, hey, tell me how you got five promotions in three years. Tell me how you're such a, a great attitude all the time. Tell me how you managed to survive and do all that after losing a child. Mm-hmm. Right. While, and while still being a happy dad and raising one at the same time, I was like, OK. And so I started doing that and wrote, uh, I'll call it a book. Right. It was mm-hmm. early it was those ebooks. You know, this one was probably, I don't know, 100 pages long and just started sharing the information. And that started the the coaching path. But for me, it's always been from day one those goals, you know, yeah. being able to set them and clearly visualize them. And I even, uh, I call it now the eye chart process, right? You need to ideate, right? You need to choose. You need to find the help you're going to need. You need to take the action that you're going to need to take. Then you need to review the results because it's not failure, it's feedback, right? You've probably heard that one a hundred times. Yep. yep. You take an action, you are going to get a result. It might not always be the result you want. I'm just putting that out there for you. But you got a result. Now it's, you know, this is my data analyst mind going, okay, well, I got some results. What is it telling me? Is it telling me that I totally choked up on this, that, or the other thing? Or is it telling me that, oh, you need to do this more to find to whatever the you're always getting a result. And then that last T is that time and tenacity, right? You, it, if everyone could do it overnight, it would already be done, right? Yeah. You'd be sitting in the, you'd be sitting in the bleachers waving at everybody. Hey, that was a great job. Right. And when we all set our, our goals, even when we say, Hey, I'm going to set a, a short-term goal, and long-term goal. We tend to underestimate those short-term ones and overestimate the long-term ones, right? Right? Um, Exactly. I I know I just did like hold this whole verbal vomit on you, but it's- Oh, no, you're fine. (laughs) I think I want to unpack a couple of things for our listeners because you have such, uh, well, first of all, you have a lot of nuggets of gold that you just dropped, but you have also such an impactful story because I think so many times- people view their current situation as their final destination. This is who I am. This is what I am. You know, I'm, I'm here doing drugs. I'm here. People knocking on my door, beating down my door. Right. And this is my final destination. And what I love about your story is one that you had the courage to ask for help. Uh, and a lot of times that is the first step in a goal. Mm-hmm. Many of the things that we're trying to accomplish, we just don't even know what the first step is. And there are maybe your parents have never been through that, but there are people out there that either have done whatever you're trying to do for your goal or are willing to help you figure it out, Mm -hmm. even if they don't know the road. And I think that takes so much courage, no matter if you're trying to, you know, get off drugs or start a new business or whatever your goal is, it's the courage to actually start sometimes when you don't even know how. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's funny in uh, in, in that same time frame um, when I was going when I dove into the goals, um, I, I needed leadership skills. I wanted to hone my leadership skills. I had this, I'll call it a natural charisma. I can, that, 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 I can talk yeah. your face off. Obviously you can tell. Um, and, and so 
I looked at all those those leadership programs that were out there, and I you know I tried a few of them, and on the side. I started, um, I joined Toastmasters. Uh, oh, we had yeah, a, I'm a we Toastmaster. Had, oh, yeah. see, so you get, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so in Toastmasters, you you learn how to speak. And I have no problem getting on a microphone in front of people, you know, on, a, on a, a Zoom call or whatever. That's not my problem. Often my problem is slowing myself down, pacing you know, cause I can, I can talk fast, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and then learning all the fine nuances of public speaking. And I, I loved it so much that I stepped into the leadership roles of the club, you know, okay, now I'm going to be the, the president of the club, or I, the first thing I was, was the, uh, the VP, the chair of education. Right. And so you had all these leadership roles you, you can serve. And as a result, I was learning to be a leader without even realizing I was learning to be a leader because I was having so much fun doing it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go be a leader by doing this over here and by doing that over there. Meanwhile, I'm over here doing real leadership things. I mean, I I was the president for our club for four years running. And then they said, you need to be the governor of the area because you've done so many great things with the club. Sure. Why not? So now I'm the the area governor for Atlanta and you're, you're realizing I'm really, I am learning a lot of things about leadership. You can't do it all yourself, which is something usually happens inside your goals, right? You're like, oh, here's all the things I need to do. I got 87 steps I got to do. Wow. I only know how to do 40 of them. I don't have the time to learn the other 47. Who do I know that knows how to do that? And how can I add value to their world, either monetary or other value? to incent them to come and do this stuff that I need to get done. Yeah. Right. It's that give. Yeah. And I think that's so important. The point that you just made is that, you know, so many people want to become something else. Like, you know, they want to become an author, they want to become an entrepreneur or whatever. And the only way you really learn how to become an author or to become an entrepreneur or whatever the goal is, is to actually step into it and start doing it. Yeah. And that's how most people have learned to become whatever they have become. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. 100%. I think in the entrepreneur world, I think one of the biggest uh, aversions I keep seeing with the folks that I talk to is the sales part. Mm-hmm. They never have a problem delivering whatever their product or service is. Oh man, I can I can NLP you all day long. I'm the greatest NLP yeah. teacher on the planet. I can do this. I can give you SEO all day long. Oh, but I need to sell them on that. Ooh, you know, there's something about sales. I don't know if it's something as we're brought up in society that sales is sleazy. Well, no. Well, there are sleazy salesmen and women. Yeah. However. The art of sales is really, to me, it's showing the value that I could bring to you, Sarah, via my product or service. Because if I say, hey, I have this, that, and the other thing, and I see that you're having that problem. You told me you're having that problem. I can solve that problem for you with an exchange of value. And it doesn't have to be you pay me cash. Maybe we barter services like old school days, right? Hey, you're going to bring me on your show. I'm going to add a little value. You bing, bang, boom. We're good to go. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be slimy, salesy. You just need to show them that you're like, you're solving their problem. 
Hello, Bold Goal Crusher. After everything we've talked about the past couple of weeks, I know you get it. Digital courses are the way to scale your expertise, grow your impact, and hop off the hamster wheel of back-to-back-to-back one-on-one work exhaustion or that nine-to-five. There's that Einstein quote that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And because you're listening to this now, I'm going to guess that one thing is true of you. You are willing to do it differently. And it's time to officially start, like right now. So that's why I'm super excited to let you know that the doors to Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy have officially opened. And I've created a special bonus package that goes hand in hand with Digital Course Academy and will help you speed up your way to course creation success. But you have to click on my special link, Sarah Mayer dot com slash Amy to get your hands on it. With that link, you'll snag my four gifts from me and all the bonuses that Amy is offering as well, where I will help you set up your course. So visit sarahmayer.com slash Amy to check it out today. Yeah, I like to, I like to talk about it, like bringing along somebody on the journey. Mm-hmm. Because I've been in sales and people have been like, what? You've been in sales? And many times that conversation, I didn't sell them on anything. I mean, they just talked themselves and then said, okay, so how do I get started? Because mm-hmm. that was just bringing them along on the journey of, look, look, this is where you're at. And this is, you know, what I offer. And, and they're like, what's next? There it is. There it, yeah, there it is. I know sometimes in the conversations I have, I'll, I'll like, hey, get on, uh, hop on to a, I call it a podcast power call. We'll use podcasting, for example, because we're on podcast. Yeah. And the sometimes the first question I'll ask them is, you're not looking to buy anything today, right? No, I'm not. Okay, good. Then we'll just put that over here. Now we can just have a conversation. And it's almost, you can, you can see it in their face. It's like, ah. Mm. <sighs> Good. They kind of relax. You know, their shoulders drop a little bit. The tension's gone. Now they just have a conversation like we're doing now. And through the conversation, like you said, if I can just share, you know, mm-hmm. it give you it value. And you're like, oh man, I never thought about that. I wonder how I can get that solved. Do you know yeah. someone that does that? Yeah, I, I actually I do, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, and it's just a conversation. Now you're not pitching them or anything. Yeah, I love it. So one of the other things I wanted to ask you, many of our listeners are really looking to leave their nine to five. They mm-hmm. know that it because it's usually not, I, I hate that we call it a nine to five because most of them are not nine to fives. They're like eight to 7 p.m. plus weekends and six holidays. to six, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I, whoever named it a nine to five was way off. But right. a lot of our listeners are looking to leave that nine to five and really create a business that allows them the freedom, but also allows them to tap into that passion. Mm-hmm. And I know that you were able to do that. So tell me a little bit about how you were able to do that. And then now that you're on that side, you know, what does it feel like? Yeah, I call it the cubicle escape. Now, some folks may have offices, but usually those are still cubes. They just have yeah. walls and doors. But um, for me, it, it all started off with a, a previous podcast mm-hmm. and an online um 
I'll call it a program. It was really kind of an online learning event, right? It was a series of video lessons. And we're talking 10 years ago when it wasn't as easy to do back then. And uh, it it was just, it it was, a like I said, I did the little book, the goal setting book, and I wrote another version of it with more meat to it. And I started a podcast, which was, it was a daily podcast. And on Mondays I'd get on and they were usually about 20 minutes, maybe 30, right? Uh, and Monday, hey, I've just dropped this motivational value. And here are the things we're going to talk about on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Oh, by the way, if you want to get those, you can go to my website and sign up for the monthly service. And it was like nine oh. bucks a month, right? So I'm giving the value on Monday and I'm teasing the rest of the value. And if they're interested in any of that, it's nine bucks a month. Cancel any time, right? And I built up a, a decent little side hustle with that, and then I started introducing, you know, uh, you know, programs. Hey, how to how, how to build up, you how to become an entrepreneur, right? How to set and achieve goals. They were, originally they were very motivational, um, and then I came out with one was all about how, how to achieve your new year's resolutions and oh, guess yeah. when guess when i started teasing that one right yeah <laughs> usually in the in the in the in the personal development world the the back half of the year you're like september on you know sales just kind of nosedive well if i could start teasing you know uh, goal setting for january in november i can start getting early sales but it was all about that it was stuff i was passionate about and just putting just putting little things out there and getting those little wins those things that give you that dopamine hit that ah, that internal charge that start layering on your your yeah. uh, confidence like i was talking about earlier and you know then you you just kind of step into it you, you here's what i say um you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. whether that's your cubicle, your nine yep. to fiver. And I'm not saying that you've got to jump out fully and into the broad daylight naked. No, no, no. What I'm saying is just maybe put your toe out there yeah. for a minute and then pull it back in. Okay. You're like, okay, the world didn't fall apart. You know, I didn't lose my shirt. Then you put your foot out, right? Then you lean out a little bit and then you come back. Here's what happens when you do that is your comfort zone doesn't stay the same. It starts growing. Yeah, You get a little bit more comfortable. It's okay. Well, now I've got this program. Well, now I'm going to try a Facebook ad. Ooh, a dollar a day. Oh, and then turn it off after $10. Oh, wow. I started getting some, you you started getting those results. What are those results telling me? People liked it. Okay. Let's turn it back on. Let's try $20. You know, you're now you're leaning out a little bit. And so you start until you start making that a, a sale. Ooh, you get really excited then. You're like, okay, I'm going to take that whole sale, that whole profit, and I'm going to dump it into my Facebook ads and really start fine tuning. Now you're really leaning. But what's yeah. happening is, is your, your comfort zone is getting bigger as you do these yep. new and unknown things. And each time you're just, you're stepping your toe out a little bit further from the new norm right oh, yeah God, I, really, I really don't and like that phrase but and you're building that you're building that confidence and mm-hmm. so the next time you do it it may be a bigger little toe out but yeah. it it builds that confidence that you know that you're able to overcome that and 100%. i think that's one of the things with goals is that i think so many people think they need to oh I'm all in. I have to tell everybody. And I always like to use the example. Like if you decide if you're, if you're married or have a partner and you're like, I want to travel the world. 
and you decide that. And then Mm -hmm. you walk into the next room and you say, I want to travel the world. The first thing that comes out of that person's mouth is probably not what you want to hear because they're thinking, well, what about my job? What about our house? What about our car? Where did this come from? How are we going to pay for it? How are we going to pay for this? You know, like all these things. And so sometimes the first step in that goal is to really just test the water a little bit Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and see where you're going to go with it and then step into it gradually because that's like a dream killer. You walk in the next room, you're like, all right, well, we're not traveling the world yeah, now. We're not doing that now. <laughs> you know, I, I heard many, many years ago, Zig Ziglar, uh, he said it really well when it comes to when to and not to share your goals, mm-hmm. right? Um, he said, always share your give up goals. I want to give up drinking. I want to give up smoking. I want to give up drugs. I want to give up overeating. Mm-hmm. Share that with yeah. everybody so they can help hold you accountable, right? Yeah. Your go up goals might not want to share those so fast. I'm going to be another one salesman in this company. Sarah's going, uh, no, you're on day, not. On day one. Of <laughs> yeah. you being Sarah's hired. over there going, you're not going to be number one. I'm going to be number one, right? Mm-hmm. So that you, you get that friction. So those go up goals, those are personal. You want to, you only want to share those, in my personal opinion, with your inner circle right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have that, the person in the other room that would support yeah. you in those go up goals. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And that goes back to the beginning of the conversation, really reaching out for help to the people you trust who yes. are, are willing and able, even if they don't know the path, they're there to support. Mm-hmm. And they're not there to say, how are you going to do that? Well, you've tried this before. We've seen this path. We're not we're not in on that. So I love that. I You have shared so many nuggets on how to set and achieve goals. If somebody wanted to work with you or get started, what could they expect and where could they find you? Well, what they could expect is more of this, right? More of this mm-hmm. energy. I, 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 I gave up tuning myself down a long time ago. So if you mm-hmm. vibe with this, this is what you're going to get. And I'm one of those guys that's going to um, probably pepper you with quite a few questions about what it is you want and where you want to go and, and quite a few whys. Um, we've, I think we've all read that book. If you uh, know your why, the how is pretty easy, right? Um, I, I'll probably take you one step further and ask you about the who. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Because if your who and your why don't align, you're going to be tripping over yourself. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. got to address that first. Right. If I say, hey, uh, tell me who you are. Well, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a product creator and I'm an author. And then you tell me that you want to be a speaker internationally on live stages. I'm going to say, well, that's going to interfere with being a husband and a father right before you even get to a product creator and an author. Yeah. So who you are and what you're trying to accomplish don't align. So we'll try to align those things up. You know, it, it's very custom for everybody. I'm, I'm sure you're well aware of that as yeah. well as your audience. But if they did want to check me out, uh, it's over at darkhorseschooling.com. There's a little tab called, called coaching. Drop your name and information in there. I'll, we'll, we'll hook up and see where it goes. Yeah. I have to ask you, how did you name your business? I, you know, coming out of the things I came out of, um, I always felt like that, that underdog, that dark horse, I knew inside that I could win. If given half a darn chance, 
Mm-hmm. I would bust out of that gate. And even if I didn't come in first, I would run the best bloody race that I could. Yeah. Right. So that's that dark horse. That one is like, wow, they just come out of nowhere. And you're like, like the horse Whoa. that won the Derby this year. There you go. Didn't right? see it came from way and, behind an underdog. I don't know. For me, underdog, it has this connotation of low. You're kind of like this low guy. So I chose that dark horse. It kind of resonated with me. As you're going through names, you're like, "Mm, this one, underdog, no. And I thought dark horse. I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to write that one down to hold on and see if anything else Mm -hmm. comes up. But yeah, that's what that that's what resonates with me. Well, I really like the name because I think it well, one, it fits your vibe and, you know, and what you've been through. But I really like the name because I think so many times times everybody thinks that everything needs to be perfect or we're comparing everything to this white horse and this prince to come in and save mm-hmm. us and nobody really is coming in to save anyone it's really that internal drive to to really make that change so i love the idea of the dark horse i think it's a great great Do name. you ever you ever see that movie hildago Oh, yes. Yeah. So that Mustang, right, yeah. went up against all those Arabian bloodlines and they're like, oh, you'll never win the race. Yeah. And he just blew them away. Yeah. There's your dark horse. He himself had no problem knowing he was going to win. But everyone yeah. around him was like, oh, that's never going to happen. Yeah, I love it. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for all your wisdom today, sharing how you went from rock bottom to the top and to really achieve your life and your goals, but more importantly, to really live in who you truly are. And I think that is a true statement to not only your will, but your ability to help others as well. So thank you. Please reach out to Tracy if you're interested. And um, I'll also drop all the links of how you can connect with Tracy in the show notes. Thank you so much today for being on the show. I loved our conversation. My pleasure. Thank you. Ah, Have a great one, everyone. And remember, you can set and achieve your goals without working double time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.